Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be encouraged in your journey and that your relationship with Father God will be strengthened and deepened. We hope you enjoy this week's message from our guest speaker. Such a joy for me to be here uh, this morning again with, uh, with, uh, with you all and um, so excited with uh, Pastor Claude and Micheline. Um, they are such a blessing uh, for us, for me and my wife. And uh, like Claude said, uh, we've, we've come a long ways together. And uh, it's, it's so amazing. Like, um, we've helped each other so much through the years. And uh, thank you again, Claude, for inviting me. I, I always look forward to coming and spending some time uh, with you guys and also to come to minister here at the church and see you. I, I, I get to know a couple of people around, and it's, it's so amazing. I just want to thank uh, you all for your service and for all those who are working behind the scenes. It's amazing. When I think of four services, one Saturday night and three on Sunday morning, like, that is so amazing. All you guys and the worship team that are there, like, come on, guys. Can we just give them a hand clap? Just, just so, so amazing. All the volunteers and all that, it, it's just so cool. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here uh, because I get to minister, but, but mostly I'm the one who, who leaves the, that's the fullest. Uh, I, I come here and I just feel inspired when I go back home. Uh, like Claude said, it's really a mission field in, in the province of Quebec. Not, not 1% of of my uh, fellow brethren are born-again evangelicals, are born-again. And uh, yes, it's such a mission field. So we really have a heart, and we're doing all kinds of things in our community. Uh, I come from a place where Claude said, uh, called Timiskaming. It's an area in northwestern Quebec. It's about 17,000 population spreaded in 21 small villages. That's where we have the joy uh, to minister mostly, mainly. And uh, so the, we, what we did, and some of you guys know this, a couple of years ago we presented a project that we called La Place. And La Place is a, a place where we rent in um, downtown of maybe the biggest small village of our area. There's maybe 3,000 people population. So around would be, with the villages around close by would be, I don't know, maybe 5,000, maybe 6,000, something like that. But uh, we, we rent this place, and, and what we do is that we, um, we uh, uh, lend it or we give it freely to all the nonprofit organizations in our community. We want to help them out because the pandemic has really slowed things down, and some of those nonprofit are, are struggling financially. So we want to be a blessing to the community. So, for example, three, four days a week, there's a, a, a nonprofit uh, that works for the parents of handicapped children. And they don't have any place to meet for resources, to be equipped. So we, we, rent, we give them our, our place uh, free. Um, one thing we do also is that uh, every Friday uh, lunch, uh, we, we, we give sandwiches, we give soup, we give coffee, desserts. We have a team of, of volunteers who work hard for that. And just for, to help people who are struggling financially. 
And the, the amazing thing is that we had to, to, you know, to shut our doors for a couple of, uh, for a season during this pandemic. But when we opened up, people who started coming back, they were so, so grateful to have a place where they could meet again and, 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 and fellowship. And, you know, and, and I remember this lady coming back and she just said like, wow, I'm, I, it's like I'm coming back to family. And I, I can, you know, because she had been isolated for so long. And now she could finally sit down with somebody and have a chat and have a coffee. And there's so many things that happen that are happening. People who are really struggling with, uh, you know, uh, addictions and, and uh, uh, self-worth and all that. And, you know, sometimes we have the opportunity to speak into their lives and bring healing and bring love and restoration. So it's just amazing, amazing what, what our Father is doing in that and and you guys are investing and you're helping us and I really want this is why I'm saying this I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all what you guys are doing for us and um, and please continue to pray for Quebec okay can you tell your neighbor come on you should pray for Quebec <laughs> we need your prayers and uh, we really appreciate thank you so much um, today uh, this morning I want to talk to you about all you need is love. And I'm going to explain the context of where this comes from. In the beginning of September, I went for a two, three day retreat to just seek the face of the Lord to know what I should talk about this fall at our church. So I, I rent this hotel room and I, I, I'm, I'm just dedicated to spend these three days in prayer and studying and reading, meditating. So one day, it was a beautiful day, I, I decided to go out for lunch. I go to McDonald's. And it was beautiful, so I get, come on, McDonald's, eh? Come on. So <laughs> that's the gourmet I am, you know? So, so uh, finally, you know, I, it's nice, so I, I take my hamburger out and I sit at the picnic table. And I'm just observing the people who are walking by. And, and all of a sudden, there's this guy that comes by and the type of guy that I like, now I like a lot of people, but I mean, I like this guy because he reminds me of who I was before I came to the Lord. Long hair, leather black jacket, and a guitar on his back. So he passes by, and I don't really remember how we started this conversation, but we started talking. And talking about his guitar and all that, and he says out of the blue, yeah man, I know all the Beatles songs. I know how to play them on the guitar. So I said, well, cool. Like, I, I know how to play guitar too. And I know a couple of Beatles songs. Like, yeah. And we started talking about these songs, you know, that I could play and all that. And all of a sudden he says, yeah, do you know John Lennon? I say, well, well yeah, I know John Lennon. John Lennon is one of the main writers and singers of the Beatles with Paul McCartney. Like these, the duo, you know? Yeah. So start talking about John Lennon a bit. So then I, 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 I tell him, I said, uh, do you know, I, first of all, I say, did you know that John Lennon was called the apostle of love? He didn't know that. Yeah, because he was always writing about love and singing about love. Okay. And then I say, do you know Jesus Christ? He says, yeah, I, I know Jesus. Like I read my Bible every night before I go to bed. I said, well, that's cool. Did you know that Jesus Christ is the ultimate apostle of love. 
because he was constantly talking about love. He was constantly, and the writers, the gospels, record his words about love. Yeah, man, that's cool. So we, we chat a bit, and all of a sudden he just turns around and he, he starts leaving. And just before he disappears, he turns to me and he says, hey, man, all you need is love. <laughs> and I look at him and I say, yeah, all you need is love. So true. So I go back to my hotel room and I, I continue praying. I'm seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you want me to talk about this fall? And, and I'm saying, Lord, I thank you for this guy. And I pray that you would reveal yourself to him even more and your love and make yourself known. And Lord, what would you want me to talk about? And then I'm thinking, well, all you need is love. And then thank you, Lord, for this man. And Lord, what would you want me to talk about? And all you need is love. And Lord, what would you want? And all of a sudden, it's like I feel, you know, my dad say, Terry, all you need is love. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's it. All you need is love. Now, isn't that true? That all we need is love. I know that this can be a huge statement, but think of it. Isn't Christianity all about love? Isn't Christianity about a God who loves us so much that he gave his only son to die for us so that we could become his children, so that he could father us heal us, restore us, and fill us up with his love so that we could walk in it and give it freely to others. Isn't it all about love? You know, the Bible has lots to say about love. In the New Testament, almost all, almost all of the letters that were written have direct references and many direct references about love and loving God, but loving each other. It seems like it's a big thing in the Bible. It seems like it's important. And there, there are lots to say about love, and I just chose five things where we could ask uh, ourselves and, and question ourselves about this whole thing about love. The first thing that the Bible, that I want to say this morning is that love is the excellent way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 31 it says, but earnestly desire the best gifts and yet I will show you a more excellent way. In the Passion Translation it says, and now I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comparison. This word excellent in Greek talks about superior, talks about preeminent, talks about being beyond all measure. It's like the way I see it, it's like it's the highway. It's not the low way, it's the highway. And we are constantly being challenged in our lives in choosing to walk the highway. It seems that all around us are many things around us. And even during this two year of pandemic, 
There's so many things that are trying to pull us down from the highway and to make us walk the low way. And we're always challenged and we're always facing this choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to choose the highway or the low way? But we are exhorted, we are invited to walk in the highway. The second thing, love is a command and it's also a sign of our allegiance. You probably know John 13 verse 34 and 35. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you, the same way I have loved you, I'm calling you to love one another. Wow. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So love is a command. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. You see, I always thought love was an emotion. <laughs> when I feel loving, I will act accordingly. I will love. But when I don't feel it, uh, I won't. And this is the world's definition of love that sometimes creeps in our Christian thinking. We, when we feel then we will act and we will do. But if we don't feel, we won't. And sometimes even we'll do the opposite. But the Bible says love is not an emotion. Love is a command. Love is a choice. I choose to love. I do not wait necessarily for the emotion to come, for the feeling to come. I choose to love my brother. I choose to love the person beside me. I can choose, like I said, the highway, or I can choose the low way. So love is a command, but love is also a sign of my allegiance. Jesus says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Now that astonished me when I first fell into this, when I first read this, because I thought many other things would distinguish me as a Christian, and they do. But mainly, Jesus says, this is what, this is the sign of your allegiance. This is a sign that's going to show the world that you are mine, your love. Wow, that's a thought to ponder. By my love, I am showing that I belong to Jesus. And we are not, we, we are to be known not by what we are for, are what we are against. We should be known for our love. People should see us in this world. They should see us act and say, well, he's different. She's different. There's something in that person. And it's love. Because I know the God of love. Amen? Thirdly, we are called to grow in love. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you. Why? Because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. So the question I have to ask myself, am I growing in love? 
Am I becoming, becoming more and more a loving person? Am I becoming more compassionate and sensitive towards others? Is my heart softer and less rough around the edges? We, we have to ask ourselves these questions. We are called to grow and grow and grow and grow in love. Maybe you know this guy, um, a, a, a man called Rick Joyner. Rick Joyner was a strong prophetic voice in the 90s and the 2000s, and he wrote many, many, many books, and he was a highly sought conference speaker. He would be everywhere. And one day he was praying, and uh, the Lord just stopped him in his tracks and said, Rick, you are known for many things. You are known for the prophetic. You are known for the books that you have written. You are known for your sermons and all that. But one thing that you're not known for, Rick, is your love. Ouch. And that really startled him. And that forced him to, to say, that's right. It's true I am known. It's true, like, they introduced me as a prophet or as a writer. Or as a, but they never introduced me as a lover, someone who loves. And that just forced him to make adjustments in his life and start to pursue love and to become a more loving person. So are we known by our love? Are we growing in love? Fourthly, love must be our motivation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, let all that you do be done with love. Whoa, all that I do, the motivation of what I do should be love. So ask, let's ask ourselves these questions. Why are we doing what we're doing? What is the motivation of my heart in this action, this thing that I'm about to do, this thing that project I'm supposed to, or this answer I'm supposed to give? What is the motivation of my heart? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it vengeance? When I write on Facebook, <laughs> or Instagram, or whatever. What am I doing? What's, what's pushing me to do this? Is it love? Does it come from a loving heart? And it's just flowing out of my life. Tough questions. Even when I'm serving, when I'm doing things for God, I can be preaching, I can be playing music, I can be whatever. <laughs> but I'm serving. I, I have to ask myself, am I doing this out of love or because I want to be loved? Do I want to be noticed because I have not received this love from my father's heart and I'm not healed up? Do I just, am I just like a little kid saying like, pick me, pick me, love me, love me. Hello, I exist, everybody. And, I'm, and I, so I'm doing all, all these things to receive love instead of doing them from love. The last thing 
The Bible says that above all, we are to love. Above all. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Wow. A lot to say on that verse. But just hear the, the word fervent in Greek talks about to stretch out or to extend to the other. Above all, stretch out and reach somebody out of love. Above all, get out of your comfort zone. Get out of that little comfortable bubble you're in and stretch out and touch somebody. That is fervent love. In the Passion translation of this verse, I love it. It says, above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Now think of it. Above all. That means that love should be a top priority for each one of us. It means that we should major on this topic. But so often we major on the minors. We make a big fuss of things that are secondary. You know, maybe we should study a bit more about love. Maybe we should actually go with a concordance and go through the New Testament and get all these verses. And not just to have head knowledge, but so that this truth would come, take root in our hearts and set us free. And that really we would start loving each other and be a community of love where the witness of Jesus would just shine forth this place, from this place. Maybe we should meditate a bit more on love because to know how to act on it and to demonstrate it. You know, if we're honest with each other, there are times and sometimes many times when living this out just seems impossible. Am I the, the only one? Or is this just in Quebec that happens when Manitoba you're okay with all of this? It says on your license plates, friendly Manitoba, right? So you guys got this. You know, I haven't even talked about when Jesus says to love, to bless, and to pray for our enemies. Whoa. It's something to love the guy or the gal sitting beside you, but it's a whole other level loving your enemy, right? What about Jesus washing Judas' feet? Ever thought about that? Loving and serving the guy who's about to betray you. That's taking love to a whole other level, right? But that's the kind of love we are called to walk in, then to give out, to demonstrate. So maybe the answer of all this, if these are all the lofty ideals and the exhortations and the invitations I am called to, and I look at my human nature and so many times I'm lacking love, maybe there's something, there's a, there's a key or there's something that I'm not grasping right now. And amazingly, there's a footnote in the Passion Translation that just blew me away about, about this verse. Again, above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. Listen to what the footnote says. The Greek verb echo 
can also mean to maintain, to possess, to keep, or to be so closely joined to something that you become its echo. In this case, we join ourselves so closely to God's love that we echo his forgiving, fervent love toward another, toward one another. Wow. So this means that as I am closely joined to God's love, something's going to happen in my life. I'm going to be impacted. I'm going to be touched. It's going to transpire. It's going to just hit me. And I'm going to be able to go from that place and just ooze out with God's love for others around me. Could it be that the reason sometimes we can't demonstrate real love is because we are not all, always closely joined to our God who is love? Could it be that the key to loving others is actually to be loved by God? 1 John 4.16 says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Wow, think of it. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. I believe that when we abide in love, when we dwell, when we make love our dwelling place, our home, we're abiding in God. We're making our home in God. And as we are doing that, little by little, we are becoming an echo of his love. Imagine this, God has a house, a dwelling place, and that place is all about love. It is totally filled with love, why? Because he is love and it's his house. And we are invited, each one of us, to make our home, to make our dwelling place, to become comfortable in his house. Comfortable in this environment of passionate, pure, true love. But you know the problem is that so often we carry hurts, we carry pains, we, we have trust issues. And all of this prevents us from being really comfortable and receiving love. We, when we're hurt, one thing that happens is we pull up these walls and we have a hard time trusting people and we hide behind those walls because we're hurt and we don't want to hurt anymore. So we hold people like this. We keep them at our arm's length. We don't want to be too involved. We're just staying behind those walls. Now, you know what? The good news is that we have a heavenly daddy that is madly in love with each one of us. And he's not waiting for us to break down our own walls. He loves us so much that he goes around the wall and he wants to hold you in his arms and to heal you from all those things that are preventing you from being an echo of his love. All these areas in your life, in your heart, 
that have been hurt. He wants to pour his pure, passionate love in those places. He wants to heal us this morning. I believe that healing is a major, major step in releasing, in receiving, but also in releasing love around us. So my friends, this morning, all we need is love. Let's give him our hurts. Let's give him our pains. Actually, let's give him everything that is hindering us. Let us receive his amazing love so that we can be a people that are known for their love. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.